Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 351. I am your host, Jordan Biordi, and I'm not alone this week. I am joined by the excellent Chris DeHoog. Hello again. Good to be back. Look who comes crawling back. Hey, you, you miss one week out of six months, and all of a sudden you're the bad guy. <laughs> this is the truth. Listen, <laughs> we have commitments to our fans at Pixels and Ink, all ten of them. Well, you know, I I had the vaccine that day, and my five G was coming a little wonky. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's you, uh, had to, you had to configure your microchip. Yeah, I'm not sure I should talk about this with a normie, um, but uh, yeah. Hey man, I'm uh, I'm scheduled. Well, call call me when you're, you know. <laughs> call me in, call in me the when loop. You're COVID proof. <laughs> call me when you're in the loop and you know and and can can discuss the stonecutter secrets here. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll I'll let you know in thirty one in, in not thirty one days in uh in a week a week's time when oh, uh, that's not bad. well it's the thirty first I go so it's a little 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 over a week. Well, that's not bad at all. I'll go into book. Yeah, no. uh, I booked that a uh, week ago. See, people, it's not hard. No, it's really not. Well, I was, you know, I was, uh, I was like a little bit, I, maybe, maybe I was a little like, you know, playing with technicalities because I think they still hadn't opened the bracket to like people 30 and up, but like, because I was, uh, part of like group two, and I was like, like in a workplace where like we couldn't social distance. Um, mm-hmm. I technically like did qualify to, to get it. So. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I, I had a some soreness that day and uh you know i kind of felt off a little bit the other day but other than that you know not a big deal at all yeah no my my girlfriend got it uh, a couple weeks ago too and just sort of the same thing she just had you know had a bit of a sore arm and and that was really it she felt perfectly fine the whole day actually it's, it's funny i was driving around yesterday with my kids and it was the long the longest i've driven since and like my arms were getting kind of like oh a little achy <laughs> from you know driving around town for a while <laughs> yeah just just from the driving or just from driving yeah it's weird that's why you got you got to keep one arm out the window, man. You got to be like dressed like a cool guy, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and and then just lose the arm. <laughs> that old bit from The Simpsons. Yeah. What guys drive a car like this? <laughs> we are so lame. I was just thinking of uh, the back to Winnipeg thing, actually. But <laughs> that's, that's a good one too. <laughs> back to Winnipeg. No Cape Canaveral for anybody. <laughs> What an odd, just like what an odd, like scene. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. Oh, well, let's uh, let's get into the news. Um, so it's uh, we start we start with uh, with with a heavy heart on this one. Um, because today we got the news that um, the author and like artist, like lead artist for uh berserk the like acclaimed manga uh kentaro miura passed away and i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong um i do my best <laughs> yeah that's uh, age 54 that's a it's such a such a bummer man yeah it's always disappointing to hear you know when this happens to an artist who's got an ongoing series on the go you know there's I mean, you know, obviously it's sad that the you know the man died young and everything like that. But you know, there's all these questions that get left behind, and you know, this that's a work of art that he poured his life into. That you know, well, it's not going to be the same now. Like, you know, you know, it's uh, 
don't know. I got, I got semi mixed feelings about that because like, just like you see, I saw so many people online who were just like saying like similar things like, Oh no, we'll never get the ending. It's just like, yo, like a guy died. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, holy shit. Can we chill on the, I won't have my thing anymore. Like, like the poor guy, like this is, you know, this was a, this was a, this was a human being. Like he wasn't just some, you know, like comic monkey who was just churning out art <laughs> at our whims. Like, yeah, no, it's it's definitely like a sad layer. If you know, I'm I'm a writer myself, and you know, if I was in that, if that had happened to my you know life's work, that'd be you know that's a different thing. But yeah, no, obviously it's just a layer upon it all, and that's not the that's not the lesson to take away from it. No, I, and I mean like I mean like even like historically, this guy like you know like Kentaro took like really long to turn out these books like. I don't know why everyone's acting like, like now it's like, oh no, we'll never know anymore. It's like, it's like we already didn't really know. This guy took like a, like ten years to turn in a book. <laughs> but you know what? But you know, I, I mean, joking aside, like the reason he did that was because he was just like such, uh, like not only like I mean, like talented to say the least, but he was so like, um, he was so like particular about his work like i was i was i was i was like looking at some stuff online like i just like you know like commenting on some posts and stuff um because like when you look at some of the pages he drew like honest to god like it really is insane like like there isn't a like a a, a square inch of page that is like left out you know what i mean like there's like, so, like there are certain things he drew where he just like where he would draw these just like giant collection of like demons and stuff and it's just like every like every pixel is like detail in some way like nothing is left there's no empty space anywhere and it's just like it just says so much about the guy that apparently like like there was a quote that that he like he would go over like every page literally pixel by pixel to like make sure it was all like perfect hmm. like yeah. that was his dedication to his work and it really does it really shows like I, I I'm hard pressed to think of a manga that has like a like le, like a, an arts like a, or a look like Berserk did. Yeah, I'm not actually I'm not actually versed in in Berserk. I, oh, I, I mean, dude, read it. it. But I, I I know of it vaguely through you know Bleach is my favorite anime, and I know that was a mm -hmm. big uh, Berserk was a huge influence on Kubo Taite with that series. Well, it's like um, Berserk, and, and Berserk was such a was a was a huge influence on so much stuff. Like, like I mean, like like a lot of people pointed to like to Dark Souls, and like that you know obviously you could see a lot of the influence like within it. Um, but even like 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 there was um there was some things I didn't realize. Like there was there was a lot of a lot of Berserk influence even in like Dragon's Dogma, and like even like like there are characters who are literally just modeled like almost identically to like Berserk characters. Hmm. Yeah, like it's nuts. But um, and, and it's and, you know, and, interestingly enough, um, Berserk was actually, I think, the f the first manga I ever actually got into. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like I was, I was, because I was thinking about it today. Um, and like, yeah, like I remember as a kid, um, because I like you know when I was when I was like a, like a, not like a kid kid, but like when I was younger, right? Like you know my 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 experience with anime kind of like began and ended with the stuff that was on like you know like Foxbox and you know the like like the YTV at night so like 
the most of like most of the anime that I knew about was kind of like you know like like Pokemon, Digimon, yeah. Yu Gi Oh, you know, uh, Inuyasha a little bit Inuyasha, later on, yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Um, maybe maybe one of the more like like less like or not even le- like lesser known, but kind of like um more like uh like a less mainstream animes that I watched was Witch Hunter Robin. And but like I, I never really read a lot of manga, and then my 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 cousins they were huge Berserk fans. Mm. Um, so they had the like the DVD box set of like the you know the it was like what's uh, the the Band of the Hawk saga, which is like you know just kind of like shows like Guts's um like origin before he becomes like um like this demon slaying you know black swordsman gotcha. like as as he's called. Um. And yeah, and I and I and I friggin' loved it. So at the time, my my cousin, like he he was actually like like you know one of the few guys I knew who actually knew how to operate like BitTorrent and stuff like that. Right. So he got me at, at the time in Canada too. Like specifically, I think like only there was only like there was only like something like maybe like ten or fifteen books that were like localized in in English. But in Japan, like he like he was like he was up to like book like thirty at the time. Well, yeah, because it started in, like, 1988 or something. Yeah. Late 80s. Yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. So, he he to- like, he found, like, fan translations, and he just gave me this, like, ton of manga to read. And I, I remember I used to, like, just, like, sit at my computer, just, like, in the living room, reading this uh this ultra-violent, <laughs> ultra-adult, like, manga with this, like, you know, like, all this, like, nudity and, like, you know, like, blood and gore and, you know, and... and rape and just this whole like horribly God. dark manga <laughs> yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a tough read sometimes um but no like it, and, and yeah like i was like and that was like i was like just i was hooked man like i couldn't yeah. i couldn't get enough of it um yeah so like it, it I, I don't know if i would say it's my it's my favorite anime i think that honor is still held um hilariously by afro samurai Eh, nothing wrong with I, that. I really love Afro Samurai. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's like it is. It is probably like second place, like in turn, yeah. And uh, and it's it's weird because I was thinking about it too. It's just like it's weird that that like with especially when you see how much um you know Berserk influenced so many like video games. Yeah. That there really would never was a lot of Berserk video games. Yeah, like it's it's always kind of seemed to be something that's on the periphery of you know the anime scene. Like people talk about it, it's like, oh, the so and so was inspired by Berserk, and you know games and games were inspired by it and whatnot. But like it never seemed to be as you know on the cusp. Maybe, maybe because it has all that heavy stuff in it. Well, that's the thing is that like I, I feel like you you can like you know, well, I guess you can't. But like, well, because like you know, it's it's one of the weird weird things about the about like the kind of library that the Dreamcast had because that was a game that that came out like and was like localizing it wasn't like a Japan only thing it was like you know sort of the Berserk like was it was an actual game Hmm. and and if I'm not mistaken I I I think that 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 game didn't really follow the the manga like really that much like there was like certain things but it also it kind of like created its own like stories I think um, and I remember the people saying that game wasn't actually too too bad for like a first you know like kind of like hack and slash berserk game um, but it was one of those weird ones where like kind of like 
you know, it was like one of those like precursor games to like um like uh Metal Gear Rising where like the sword had its own kind of like unique hitbox. Okay. And a lot of times the game puts you in like like smaller rooms or like like corridors so you couldn't swing the sword without like smashing against the wall constantly. So it had some like, you know, people I remember a lot of people said that it had a lot of control issues. But then there was a game that released. It was Japan only. I remember my cousins had it because he actually got like a hacked PlayStation so he could play it. Right. Um, where like, yeah, like it actually did follow the manga pretty, pretty closely. Like, it, you know, it changed a few scenes here and there. Um, and I, I know a lot of people, like a lot of people who like talk about it say like the same thing. Like it's actually like a really, really good game. Um, Which is yeah. kind of rare for that time. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that was well. Is that, is that is that true? I mean, there's a lot of really good like hack and slash games, that, well, like lesser I'm, known I'm, hack I'm, and I'm slashers. Talk, I'm talking anime adaptations mostly. Oh yeah, like back of the PS2. PS2 was it? Back because it was a little rough. I don't know. Yeah, when I when I think back when I think back to like dot hack on the PS2, like I'm actually sad that I didn't get into that game like I should have because I I was playing that game thinking that it was like an MMO and not fully realizing that it was based on an anime that's like set in an MMO. Mm. So I didn't like understand the game and it like bums me out because I know that like dot hack is like a really good game and a really good series, but I never got into it. Mm. But uh, yeah, then, then we had the Musou game, which I thought was really great. I think, oh, I so think... the, they, they made a Musou out of Berserk? Yeah, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk. It's okay, it was actually, that sounds like a perfect fit as someone who knows very. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It really was, and it's like, and they actually like. I mean, they didn't go crazy with the gore, but they kept it like gory enough that it kind of fits because it is a Musou game. At the end of the day, you gotta like, you know, you gotta kind of keep it like semi tame. Well, and you can't animate, you know, huge blood splatters on a thousand things at a time. No, <laughs> it's like it's uh, you know. It's uh they 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 handled it pretty well. Like you know there is some blood splatter here. Like for the most part, like like you see it on the floor and stuff. You don't actually like really hack people to bits unless you go into uh like your like berserk mode. Mm. And then you yeah, get it's like it'd be like like any like Musou game where you just like insta killing guys, but like they just explode into like limbs and stuff. It's actually it was pretty. I don't. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Musou games get a bad rap. They're, they're... Musou games really do get a bad rap. Maybe I just played like you know the more recent Nintendo ones that are actually really good, but you know. no, you know, but uh, uh, like, yeah, I know. I well, it's it, this is the thing. Like, I think like when it, especially with Musou games, that it, like it's like when when it's not Dynasty Warriors, it's kind of like they're all, they're usually a lot better. I think Koei Tecmo got really comfortable with Dynasty Warriors and even Samurai Warriors too, and they just sort of like crank one out every every year, and then you know we don't talk about uh, Dynasty Warriors nine. Like like why why were you about the wheel you know like it's... well I mean this is they just they they wanted to make a I don't know a bad version of the <laughs> so game but they succeeded um it's like yeah, stop no. stop telling us to make these games here's a really bad one but no like <laughs> every single time cycle. yeah <laughs> let's have one map and try to pretend it's an open world game because those <laughs> are what the kids want um. <laughs> No, but like that's the thing. Like every like every like Musou game that's come out, like yeah, like specifically the Nintendo ones, or like Hyrule Warriors might be the like one of the best ones that's come out ever, if not like in in recent memory. Um, but like it's because it's so like it's so like 
despite being a, a Musou game, like, it still keeps, like, what makes Zelda sort of, like, true to its to its form. Like, yeah, it, it, you know, it, res it respects the material that it's working with. It was the same thing with even, like, with the Dragon Quest uh, Musou game. It was, like, really good. They, like, because they, like, they found interesting ways to actually, like, work in, like, RPG elements and, like, kind of, like, semi, like, turn-based elements that actually really worked. I can't um, speak for that one, but the Fire Emblem one was kind of the same thing. Well, like, it wasn't as good or catchy as Hyrule Warriors was, but uh, the Fire Emblem one was pretty pretty solid. And, yeah, and, and, I respect both genres. Fire Emblem, I mean, like, just uh, in general, is, like, a perfect kind of game for a Musou adaptation, just because it's already based on, like, you know, like, wars and stuff. Huge battlefields, but anyways, Berserk. Yeah, back to Berserk. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, and it's 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 uh it's 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 a real bummer because I just saw too that there's even like there's a there's a there's a a, a short film that's coming to Netflix, um, like a, a short Berserk film that's coming to Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's uh if it's got a specific name. I I just I saw the I just saw the poster for it. It's just like it's guts in in the Berserk armor, and uh... oh, you know what? It might is. Is that wrong? Maybe that. Maybe I just. Oh, did I get trolled? I got trolled. Damn oh, it! Oh, damn it! <laughs> Son your, of a where's bitch! Where's your bullshit detector at? Oh, it just—it looks so authentic. <laughs> God damn it! This person, this person, really got us all good. Cause you know, cause it was an Instagram post, and it's so—it was so convincing. You know what I mean? It's like, thanks for all the support for the short film. And, and and there were people in the comments who were like, no, this is totally a thing that's happening. <laughs> and then, yeah, no, then... I guess I missed it. It says right here, this is a joke. I completely missed it. Son of a bitch! Well, here I am, sounding like a total idiot on podcast, <laughs> as per the usual. Yeah, no, I... Because uh, I, I, I swear, I saw that, and I got so excited. Like, I honestly thought it was real. <laughs> It sounds like a Netflix thing to do. Son of a bitch! It wasn't. Well, I mean, it wasn't Netflix, right? It was just some person who did it. No, but I mean, like that sounds like the kind of thing Netflix would. Well, yeah, I, Netflix. Netflix already has, um, you know, a few uh, like Berserk films on like OVAs on it. It's a shame that they don't have like the original, like the, the or the old school, like the the like the like the, I think I, I think that's that the, the first anime series was released that like was uh was in um. I would say like ninety something. I was gonna, I was gonna, uh, they don't have the series as a whole, do they? Netflix. No, not like not like the way it released back, like way back. Yeah, it was ninety. It was ninety seven to ninety eight. Um, and it was yeah, it was like a short. It was like a short. Um, like a short D DVD series. I think it had. I think it was like, it was something like um like like twelve or like eighteen episodes. Does Netflix Canada have it? It has it has like the OVAs. It doesn't have the actual anime series. Oh, okay, I was gonna say yeah. There's like a one hour thirty one minute thing. Here. Yeah, it's just like I think it's like it's like a three part movie that sort of covers. It's sort of the same thing. It's like the Band of the Hawk. See, I I I need the anime services to kind of conglomerate with the the other streaming services, so I don't have to pay for yeah. the goddamn streaming service. I mean, if you can track down if you can track down the anime. Oh no, it's a bit long. It's twenty five episodes. It goes yeah. It's if you can track down the anime, I'd say give it a watch. It's 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 really good. It's one of those ones. I, I have a very long list of anime that I, I mean to watch someday because, like, like I said, I, I'm a huge Bleach fan. Um, it was my favorite in high school, and you know, I haven't really watched it for a long time. Still have a lot of love for it, and uh, so I really wanted to check out 
that at some point, but it wasn't like accessible at the time and just kind of got added on to this epic list of anime series that I have to watch. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm super behind on stuff. I, I know I, all these people telling me that like, like one, like the actual like one piece anime is really good. Like not the Fox box version that kind of like bastardized it. But like, um, that's such a long series in itself too. Like, I know it's crazy. It's it's why I'm so like it's sort of the reason why I never got I really, like that never got into like Naruto as well too because it's just like a that's like a thousand episodes and I'm just like no <laughs> I have so, like, to have that, a life that, at some point. That I got into a little earlier because you know the Bleach connection. Um, so it wasn't so bad back then, but then it started to get away on me and it's just like yeah, there's too much to catch up on. And then when I did try to catch up, it pulled some bullshit that. I just couldn't put up with, so I just kind of abandoned it. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm actually just watching this tribute in uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Hordes of players have been lining the streets in like major cities um, as the Dark Knights class to pay respects to Mayura. So that's. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. There's, yeah, just, I... there's this looping gif. It's just like the street is literally lined as far as you can see with players as Dark Knights. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, 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 that's really nice, you know? So. It's uh it's it's a bummer, but um you know, the, and this is the thing about uh about a work of art like this, you know, it's like this like this his legacy will sort of will will live on forever, right? Like and and, and it was something it was something you you get you you know, you kinda like mentioned at the top of this at the top of this part where you know you were you know saying uh you kinda said you didn't want your like you know your 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 work to sort of like I guess like, yeah, like or not even get cut off, but like or I guess I don't know if you were sort of saying like people were like you know, taking it further than like, you know, thinking about rather more about it than than you if right, you were to yeah. die. But you know, that, that it's sort of the re- it is sort of the reason why like, you know, why I kind of like do like want to like, you know, write something at some point or or how why I've always wanted to sort of, like sit down and, and actually like, you know, write a, a comic or get get something done because it's just like you know, these are the things we leave behind, right? Like, you know, these these flesh vessels that we have are temporary, but you know, leaving behind a, just a little, just a little piece, just a little something that reminds everyone that we're here. And uh, and uh, you know, Berserk it will will go down in history as just. I mean, I was I was genuinely surprised. I saw that the BBC picked it up, and I was like, I was like, wow, like it really. <laughs> It really does speak to the legacy of Berserk as a series, like. Yeah, and and again, it's funny that it's so kind of not mainstream, right? Like, you know, people kind of even credit that, like uh, it for inspiring Final Fantasy VII and Cloud with the Buster Sword. Like, any massive sword protagonist kind of has a link to Berserk, and yet it's not. Yeah. The, you know, it's not the top known thing. But um, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Like some of the things that happened in the in the West with like English authors and too, right? Like Robert uh, Robert Jordan, who wrote the Wheel of Time series, passed away from cancer before he uh, could finish his twelve book series, and he had another author pick it up for him. And you know George yeah. R. R. Martin, like there's a whole writing commentary on George R. R. Martin and Game of Thrones books. Like you know what's going to happen first? Will the sixth book come out, or will he die of old age? Like yeah, <laughs> it's just like you know the, the, all the different approaches. Like isn't there talk that they might um continuing berserk somehow they one of his assistants might finish it or something i think i think there i i I saw something like that people were talking about it online um so possibility i suppose yeah you know but that's that's just that's that's just uh that's just what you know that's just part of the game i guess 
but it's a uh, it's a tragedy. So uh, you know, rest in peace, Miura. You uh, you really gave us a lot of a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Perhaps more of a debt than we realize. Yeah. We yeah. We we didn't we didn't deserve we don't deserve an ending to this to this series with how much you gave us already and 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 uh, you know how, yeah the how far you know the the berserk legacy reached out. But uh, moving on um, to a bit of a I guess a, we'll move on move on to a lighter note. So speaking speaking of anime, I've got some uh, I've got some I've got some egg on my face. Um, <laughs> So last week, when I was by myself and uh, and I was in the middle of watching um, Castlevania, I didn't realize that Netflix had loaded in a sort of like weird way. It didn't load the like episodes past episode seven. There are in fact ten episodes of the castle, the final season of Castlevania, and uh, you know what? I was I was uh, I was genuinely happy. I was genuinely pleased with the. With a lot of stuff they did, there were some things that I was a little, a little, uh, maybe not sad. It was, it was bittersweet. Um, but a few of the things that I, that I kind of called in the podcast, like I was hoping that death would show up, he definitely did, and I was very happy about that. Um, they found a way to work in the boomerang cross that made me really happy. Oh, nice. Um, but they like, they kind of like, they kind of like modified it. Uh, a bit so it's not like he didn't just pick up like a cross and was just like oh look it's a thing i can throw like it, it was like it was actually like a practical like weapon it was kind of like this like this like multi-bladed like um like knife that was like a wheel so like you know it, it would fold it was kind of like collapsible so it could be like one like one thing like a double-edged thing but then it would like go to like four and be like you know the sign of the cross oh, okay and he was like whipping it around like um you know like a boomerang which was really cool um they worked in a lot of really cool, uh, like reference, like game references uh, too, right? Like at one point, um, have you have you played a lot of Castlevania, Chris? Um, here and there, I had uh, Simon's Quest as a kid. Played a lot of that, and uh, some of the more recent ones, like from Aria. Was it was the Game Boy Advance one Aria of Sorrow? The Game Boy Advance one was Aria of Sorrow. Okay, so from that on, like through the DS ones, up to the one where there was the two protagonists. Oh, okay, okay. So then, so then you know, so you remember? remember like that? I played the crap out of the like that era. But oh uh, man, yeah, no, no. Dawn of Sorrow and Portrait of Ruin are like two, are two of the like best Castlevanias. No, oh, they're uh, amazing. They're amazing DS games. Oh yeah, two yeah. of the best like DS games too. Um, so so you so you might remember. Um, remember there was the one there was the one boss. It was like this big like gray um like uh like bipedal monster but it would like charge this big like laser beam it's like face would like skin would like peel back and reveal oh. like muscle and it would like shoot that like giant laser i'm thinking also of metroid fusion but um <laughs> the not the nightmare from from metroid fusion but yeah that sounds vaguely familiar yeah um well that guy showed up and i like genuinely like shit a brick when that happened what's, what's um, his name uh i it's like it's like hold on. That, that sounds verbatim like the one boss in Metroid Fusion that everyone hates. It's got uh, the 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 Gurgoth. Gurgoth. Uh, hold on a sec. I'll send you. I'll send you a little thing. You'll you'll recognize it when you see this. He was like a big gray thing. He had like and then like he, his like his like face skin was like like kind of like loose, and he would like open it up to charge up the laser. 
and like it would all like peel oh, back. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he okay, showed up, yeah. and I was like, I was like, yo. Um, <laughs> and then uh, they even they even worked in like little like subtle references too, like to like uh, Symphony of the Night that like took me sort of a second to realize because it was at one point like um you know towards the end where like Simon or uh, Simon um Trevor and uh, and and Sypha meet up with Alucard again and they're fighting this vampire uh and like you know they're sort of like you know they're all like jumping around and shit and um and Alucard's like cape sort of becomes these like angel wings and he like flies up to like attack him and at first I kind of like rolled my eyes because I was like oh this feels kind of like Sephiroth you know what I mean but I completely <laughs> forgot that like that's a power up you get in Symphony of the Night. It's your double jump, and his cape like turns into like like wings. And I was like, "Yo, shit!" Like they they did that. Like he showed up with the, with his red shield again too, and that made me really happy. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, like it was uh, it was really good. Um, they 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 sort of ended it uh, on the, on a very like optimistic note. Like I obviously like you know the the next supposed uh, Castlevania series is going to be set in like a different universe and i don't believe if uh that warren ellis is going to be on the project anymore um after you know his the, the obvious <laughs> reasons yeah. yeah um but you know they did end it with like sypha being pregnant um i was a little disappointed because i was really waiting for a moment for someone to be like you know oh like have you thought of a name and then she would like drop you know like uh i mean like canonically if we're talking like the actual like Belmont timeline, Sypha and Trevor give give birth to Christopher Belmont, who shows up in Castlevania: The Adventure for the Game Boy, and then they like he like and his wife who doesn't isn't like anyone like you know like like monster hunter. She's just like a like a, a normie. They right. give birth to Simon Belmont. Oh, okay, but like gotcha. you know, if if they had done that thing like where like you know um uh like what Lords of Shadow did, where they kind of like tightened up the timeline so trevor belmont was uh simon's father but also he was alucard okay, there was a, yeah, yeah. it was a real it was a real cool thing i don't know if you if you played mirror of fate i talked about it a little bit briefly last week um yeah no, it was it was a mirror of fate they did this thing where cause did you ever play uh you didn't play lords of shadow did you uh no i don't think it was the so. xbox That's, one yeah no god no oh, oh that, the, that was the word 3d one wasn't it it was like it was basically like god of war okay yeah no, no honestly, yeah, yeah, i missed that one Honestly, dude, it's really good. It's it's yeah. actually really good. And that was it, PS2 though, wasn't it? I thought that no, was the no, PS2 no. one. No, no, that was that was um that was Lament of Innocence. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, and then, yeah, that was that was kind of the same thing, but like um no, like Lord, Lords of Shadow, Lords of Shadow was kind of like a reboot almost. Cuz it's, gotcha. it's sort of like a, a, it, you know, it, it actually did a really interesting thing with the story that I that I actually like really enjoyed where like, you know, it it's like the very first of the Belmonts. Um by the end of the game, he basically ends up becoming Dracula. And that's like why the Belmonts are basically like like kind of like cursed to be the only ones to like fight Dracula because they have to be the ones who sort of break the curse. Right. So they do this thing where it's like it's like Gabriel Belmont who becomes Dracula. His son was Trevor, but he didn't know that he had a son, so he kills him like when he's Dracula, and then he realizes that it's his son, and he turns him into a vampire to save him, and he becomes Alucard. Oh wow. But then, yeah, but at the same time, too, like, Trevor Belmont, when he goes, when he realizes that, like, his father was Dracula, like, at that time, he has Simon, who's, a, who's just a kid, and he goes off to, to fight him and dies, and then Simon grows up, and then he has to be the one to, to kill him. It, it was actually, like, you know, I mean, for a 3DS game, it was not very good, um, 
and it, it t- I remember the back of the box touted like the best graphics on a 3DS game. Load of horseshit. That was one of the <laughs> worst looking games. No, actually, that's not true, but it wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a high bar. That was a power. It was a very high bar to clear. It, it didn't look better than Ocarina of Time. Let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but like it did it did interesting things with the, with the story that I always liked. Um, and then and then so one of the one of the 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 craziest thing that the the craziest thing that happened was the very like very end, um, which it, like is going to be like huge spoilers. So like just skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. But somehow, for for whatever reason, Dracula is like alive. So it shows like him and his wife are like sort of like brought back to life because it it is a plot point, but it doesn't seem like it ever actually like like it, like like bringing Dracula back to life is like a is a, like a uh, you know kind of like the running thing in the in the final season, right? But it sort of seems like the way that it's being done is like it's like it's it's sort of like um there's like a nefarious reason behind it. They're not actually, like, you know, the, one of the, one of the characters who returns, like, isn't actually trying to like resurrect Dracula per se. They're tr- he's trying to like do so like cast some like magical spell so he can like get like somewhere. Um, so, so it seems like it doesn't work, but then, yeah, it's just like, it just sort of like at the very, very end, it shows that like Dracula and his wife, Lisa, um, come back to life. And, uh, and they sort of get like a happy ending too, which I thought was, 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 was nice. You Is know. there a canonical reason for the simple name Lisa? No, it just sort it's of just, it just sort of okay. is. <laughs> it's as random as it sounds. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't because I don't think I don't even think in like the original Bram Stoker was it was was his wife's name Lisa in the Oh God, I don't think so. in Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't think so either. I know there was but, uh oh God, it's been a while since I read that. No, it's just it's just it's just, just Lisa. Just okay, that's fine. Um, it's very out of place <laughs> yeah which i'm not even 100 sure is always is always like the the case because I, I i i'm fairly certain in like in like one version too his his wife or his like his like is what one of one of his wives or like the one adaptation of his wife is is maria in like one in one of the versions i don't know anyway yeah no um so yeah it's just like it's a kind of like a it is kind of like a bittersweet thing, he- and then you know, and then Hector Hector get, actually gets a pretty a pretty solid ending considering what he had to go through in uh, in season three. Um, Isaac had a had a weird turnaround. Also, he ends up being a pretty like you know pretty uh, sympathetic by the end of it. Hmm. If you didn't watch the, I, I know you're just, just sitting there agreeing with me because you haven't watched the anime. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's interesting. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I know just enough to kind of like you know the general Castlevania lords. Yeah, well, because they, because they, yeah, because yeah, that's um, that's uh, Curse of Darkness right on the Xbox. It was Hector, um, and uh, and they, they, yeah, they changed, they changed a lot of the story from, from that, like, just like who, like who both Hector and Isaac are. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I'm also so sitting here daydreaming about them, uh, re-releasing Dawn of Sorrow and that age of games, uh, somehow. Dude, it's, it's on, I'm pretty sure it's on the Wii U. In the I DS was looking category. at it earlier, actually. I, I think it might be, but you know, just, it'd be nice to have it. I think yeah. both that uh, and Portrait of Ruin ended up on the, uh, cause there, I remember, I remember when the, when, when, Back in the Wii U days, there was a huge like Castlevania sale. They put like almost like all of them. Like I know they put I know they put Aria of Sorrow on. I know I think they put there was the the other the, there was another um there was another uh Game Boy Advance one that they put on there too. It's Aria of Sorrow and I think, Curse I think, of the, I think, uh, no uh, Curse of the Moon I think. 
wasn't Arya like a sequel kind of or a spiritual successor to another one of them? I can't remember how it went. I think so. Ah, oh, now, now I'm forgetting now. I used but, to, like, I used to like, know like, either way, you know, <laughs> this like these games being on Wii U isn't you know as accessible as you know. I'm, like, no, yeah. I mean, there is the Castlevania collection on the on the Switch, but they don't go up to Aria. I think. I think they leave. No, out no. Aria it's like it's like afterwards. it's 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 the first. Yeah, it's the NES ones, the Super NES one, and then I think it's like the original, uh, the original Rondo of Blood, not like the the Dracula X, the like the Super Nintendo version. Like it's like the actual like proper. Um, I think it was a Turbo Graphics game. Okay, so there was there was Castlevania, Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. So there was three on Game Boy yeah. Advance. Yeah, and they kind of, and I think even those ones, like, because like, um, wasn't like, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't Circle of the Moon like kind of? Uh, I'm fairly certain like that one's uh, that one's more um, it's more like traditional sort of like Castle. It's more linear, whereas like uh, like Aria of Sorrow kind of kind of is a little bit more like uh. Like Symphony of the Night esque, Aria of Sorrow, yeah, that really helps kind of solidify uh, Metroidvania as you know this quote unquote genre. You know, well, like I mean, if we're being fair, Symphony of the Night did it first. Symphony of the Night took it, and then like <laughs> Aria kind of came along as like, yeah, this is still a thing. That wasn't the one time. Yeah, well, that was like, because that was kind of the thing, right? It's like after after um, Symphony of the Night, it really was like most most Castlevanias were just taking that style, right? Unless they were like the three D Castlevanias that just like you know, kind of like follow the trend of most like 3D action games and just went like you know God of War brawler kind of thing. Um, the ones, yeah, that, yeah the ones that were. Idea. <laughs> I mean, it worked to a certain degree. To a certain degree. I don't know, I I still say uh, I still say Lords of Shadow holds up, man. It's a it's a really good game. Patrick Stewart's in it. Oh really? Yeah, he's like the narrator. That's a big get. And he's he did, a, he's a character. He did a lot of stuff in the early 2000s. He really did. He's in a lot. <laughs> he, he was in uh, he was in Oblivion too back then. Yeah. Damn, that's what I mean. He was just, he was just showing too. up and stuff. He was just having fun. <laughs> just, just explore the space. Well, you know, when you got when you have a voice like that, it really does help to just like do like out, like weird out there things. If I had a voice like that, or like Benedict Cumberbatch, like Benedict Cumberbatch did a D and D short based on Drizzt Duarden that came out today. And, like that's just the coolest thing they could have done. Yeah. But if I had a voice like that, I'd be no, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, I'd be. Loading it well, and all those kinds of things. At the same time, I mean, like, well, yeah, I guess he really is having fun. You know, he was poo, the poo emoji in the emoji movie. So, who, Patrick Stewart or Benedict Cumberbatch? Pa- Patrick Stewart. So yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that movie with a ten foot pole. So yeah, but he's just like he's just having fun, right? He's just getting paid. Why not? Yeah, just cash check here. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> back to Castlevania. Um. Yeah, no, it was uh, so. Yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think they they did a lot of they did a lot of really good stuff. It's it's it is. I mean, as a product, it's like it's it's very very different. And like in a lot of ways, there you know a lot of it a lot of it like wasn't what I was expecting. But I honestly think it's like, you know, probably the best version of what it could have been. Just because like you know how much it focuses on 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 Dracula as a character, like how much it actually makes Dracula like a fairly sympathetic character too. Like he's just not like this like straight villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just like the way, the way it does focus on all the characters individually, like it just, it really does feel like this, uh, this, this really good story is being told. It's, it's sort of more focused on that than it is just like, 
hey, whipping demons in the forest. <laughs> like, Throw some holy water, yeah. Here's all these things from the game. You remember this? Yeah, that guy so, can actually work it in and take the take the time to actually incorporate it instead of just putting it in. Uh, yeah, so so yeah. Uh, give it give it a watch. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I mean it's an easy watch. I mean even right before the the like the, the final season came out, I blew through the first three seasons in like like little like a day. <laughs> so it's it's a very easy watch. Hmm. And uh, update on the virtual console for the Wii U, they have Aria of Sorrow, Harmony of Dissonance, and Circle of the Moon, but not the DS ones. But not the DS ones. Not oh, not, not, the, not the DS ones. That's, I could have swore Donna Sorrow showed up on that. Maybe they did, but they are not on there anymore, which is a damn no, shame. No, if, 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 if all the other Castlevanias were on there, they'd still be on there. Uh, yeah, Castlevania Dracula X for the Super Nintendo, and 1, 2, 3 for NES, and Super Castlevania 4, as well as Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate for 3DS. But, how the, uh, how, what? Oh, sorry, that's a retail download. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to yeah. say, are you looking at the actual like Wii shop, or just are you online? I'm on I'm on the Wii U looking at yeah. the console and uh, yeah, but it shows the 3DS stuff on here. I forgot about it's that. It's so weird. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That they, yeah, they remade that too for PlayStation and stuff, and they, they like HDified it. It's just not. It's not. <laughs> it's not good. It's. I mean, like, it's like theoretically you think it'd be good, but it's a side scroller, and it's got like, but it's got like, like God of War combat. Like, it still has the same combat, so it's just like, like nothing is a challenge. Oh God. And so, yeah, it's uh, super dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's real dumb. But uh, yeah, so uh, so so moving on, moving on. Um, we also, I mean, I wanna I wanna get on this briefly uh, before we we because we you know we're we're gonna talk a little a little, you know, Chris has some uh, some Mass Effect to talk about, mm-hmm. but. Uh, <laughs> So apparently Sony patented some sort of esports betting system, um, which I mean, I mean, nothing ominous there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here. So um, I, I don't, I don't. From what I've seen, there isn't, there isn't too many details, like like act like outside of like, you know, the like the patent I, the, the, of being able to sort of like you know, I guess place bets and collect money. Um. But this just seems like a very scary, bad idea. Like, the problem with gambling in video games is so easy. Like, it's so, it's so, like, or, oh, sorry. Um, it's so, I mean, it's so easy to do, and it's, like, why it's such a problem. Like, it's just so accessible that, like, vulnerable people who have gambling addictions are, like, just... Const like under like a constant siege of mm. like temptation to 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 bet you know so like this idea that you could like like actually gamble on esports like through your PlayStation it's just like to me it's just it's it's disgusting honestly it's just like it's like where does it end honestly like well I mean. Because they, they Sony owns Evo now, the fighting game tournament, and yeah, um, so this has to be connected to that. I, I, I'm assuming, but you know, it depends on how it's actually being applied, right? Like, because on, on one hand, if it's if it's for Evo, you know, that's no different than betting on the outcome of a boxing match or you know doing pro line for hockey games or whatever. 
despite the, uh, you know, the, the very real uh, risk you were just talking about for people who have gambling addictions and things like that. So if, 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 if that's what this is, then that's not, you know, that's, I mean, kind of crappy, but, you know, it's a natural extension of professional sports and games, I guess. That's kind of just kind of comes hand in hand. But if it's something that's tied to your PS5, then yeah, that's that's where it starts to get kind of insidious for me. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's like why, you know, there there's no other reason I could think of that, that like Sony would patent some sort of betting system if it wasn't to like put it into the PlayStation or into their like into their you know their entertainment system in some way because like like you said like if 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 someone's going to gamble on like you know on esports like they can they can find, like there are like you know sites that will take care of that right like you can find that shit mm-hmm. but it's just like you know to just to be to to so easily be able to just like turn on your PlayStation and like PlayStation already like you know if you put in your credit card information to like you know to to make like purchases on love like games and stuff like it's 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 literally the like you know the like the click of a button and like you know entering a password mm-hmm. um like it's just it makes it so much more like easy and so much more convenient and that's like that's the sort of insidious nature of that thing of that whole thing right it's like it's that ease of access that like makes it so that people can just like you know just sort of frivolously like like do it right Mm -hmm. yeah i mean patents are one thing too right because like sony also has some patents in the works or they've filed the patents a few times for this achievement system that kind of sounds like it would um apply trophies to like older games um this first came up i think about two years ago and i think they've recently renewed it which kind of fueled some speculation about possible you know backward compatibility and whatnot but you know that's a patent they've been sitting on four years and a lot of patents just kind of sit there just you know as a as a form of insurance or protection so no one steals this idea that they talked about once so i mean on one hand we kind of have to wait and see what happens with it um you know before we start condemning sony but yeah it's not uh i mean like you said there's a real risk with online with online gambling and you know even if it's something as simple as you know giving another avenue for kids to accidentally spend their parents entire credit limit on something stupid digital you know like people do on the app store already like you know that could be the the least of the damage it could do just having one more avenue like that or well, it could be yeah. enabling like a lot of people to you know get into much deeper problems like that so well i mean you know and just i mean not to not to like not to like diminish your the your point but i mean like i, I that the the it's really it's really not the least of the damage it can do because i mean like this is like you know, when you look at stories like, 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 you know, the, the family in the UK that lost, you know, 10 grand to FIFA, like, yeah, basically because the kids didn't understand the concept of what they were doing. It was so easy for them to spend real money on the game. Like, and they didn't, they didn't understand like the, like the con that concept that they were actually spending like real money. Like they're like how quickly it was racking up, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like, that's, it, it can be extremely damaging, right? Like some kid, you know, decides to like drop, you know, like five grand on an Evo game, not like realizing the scope of what that means. And then he loses it. And the parents don't even know about it. Like, like, like it could, it could potentially be like super harmful, you know? And I get, I do, I get what you're saying, you know, like a patent is just a patent, but like, like I think a patent, like it, it, it expresses 
like intent to do you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like yeah you know um well, uh, like activision never acted on that uh or 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 not not active not activision um or was it activision oh, i always forget um you know the 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 call of duty patent that would like you know manipulate you into buying stuff because you know it would put you in games with with people if they if that had the things you had been looking at in the store who were like higher rank than you so that you would lose constantly and then you'd be like oh shit maybe it's because they had that cool hat that they're winning so much i should buy it so, like it's like they yeah sure they they you know supposedly they never implemented that stuff in in games but it's just like it's like they still patented a way to manipulate you <laughs> like it, like it, it means it came up in a meeting at some point and they said uh we better just protect that idea in case we want to down the line so some, you know, some people some people some companies patent things like some people patent or claim websites you know like yeah oh, I, 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 I might want to throw a website on you know whatever dot dot or dot com i better just snap that up and pay five bucks for a year to you know hold on to that so no one else steals it it's just it's a worry to me because i mean like again like we had that story come out too not too long ago that were like it was like like it came out that like like ea had basically like like pretty much had been filed like 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 trying to like steer people towards like purchasing loot boxes in FIFA, like you know, like if, if there's money to be made on gambling in video games, it, it really does seem like the precedent has been set that like um these companies will do it. And I mean like and, and like nobody nobody is above it. Like even like you know I know I know Nintendo didn't like it didn't make you know any of their mobile games, didn't develop any of their mobile games, but like you know, Mario Kart is designed on the mobile to just be like a loot box machine. Like Animal Crossing is the same thing. Like it didn't mm -hmm. start out that way, but it definitely is now. Like it's de it's designed now to be a money vacuum. Like if there's money to be made on these sorts of things, like the, the people will make them. Nobody nobody's above making money this way. Actually, it's it's kind of funny. My initial reaction when I saw the story was like, "Oh, traditional gambling—that's refreshing. <laughs> like that's different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, how bold and new to be traditional. You're a gentleman's <laughs> agreement to <laughs> <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> this is this is almost classy now. And just loot, yeah, loot boxes are trashy, but gambling, formal, yeah, tr traditional classy. gambling. Yeah, where you where you know the stakes. That's different. I don't know. It just it's it's it worries me. It's, I just I don't want to see more like more gambling in video games. You know, like I'll be truly concerned when they patent a money plane idea. But uh, yeah, to to the to to our viewers who are less economically inclined, uh, what do you mean by that? Oh, that's a bad movie, <laughs> Money Plane. What? Like what the hell <laughs> i thought it was a little more uh well known that's a swing and a miss on a cultural playing. illusion yeah it's uh stars kelsey grammar and edge the wrestler and all three lawrence brothers apparently uh just saw the honest trailer for it yesterday and uh wanted to claw my eyeballs out i want i only know of soul playing with snoop doggy dog uh honest trailers basically compared it to uh if the room uh it's basically it's the room if tommy was had really been into michael bay films Oh, <laughs> I just I thought you were talking about like like I think like like it was like a like a like a ref like it was a reference not a reference like it was like a you know like 
like a terminal it was like terminology like you know <laughs> we don't want a money plane on our hands oh like, i am not i am not the one to be breaking uh cutting edge economic terms no i, am I thought like, like, I'll even, like a plane like a like a like a like a p-l-a-i-n <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh god they're in the money dimension <laughs> they're on the money plane we gotta level it out Sony has achieved the money dimension. <laughs> Bobby, you know, they, they, they well achieved the money di- dimension. Let's not be, let's not kid ourselves here. Yeah, well, who hasn't at that at their level? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like Nintendo still is like they. they I mean, they 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 created the the chrysalis. They created the the event horizon for the money plane. The money I'm, 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 I'm still thinking of that old gift from like 2000 whatever whenever when the ds came out and it's just like printing money of miyamoto yeah it's pr- <laughs> yeah. prints money but yeah, i mean it, it wasn't wrong <laughs> yeah it definitely did it's... oh god well anyway speaking, speaking of printing money um you've been playing mass effect legendary edition correct i have been it's been a lot of fun they have made uh mass effect one into a very much better game Um, how i mean how are you still like you've been playing mass effect for the past like three years three no only a year (laughs) only one so for as long as i've known you now you've been streaming mass effect it's like it's been an ongoing it's been a year-long project (laughs) uh yeah no it's uh yeah i started playing mass effect back in april last year because uh, i had i had a friend who's been c- kind of cajoling me for years to play it because i like I, I love dragon age and i love uh, Knights of the old republic and they were like well why haven't you played mass effect like i, I don't know i kind of missed the boat when it came out and never got into it and haven't had a chance to play or whatever blah 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 so then like we were talking before the pandemic about oh we should stream it and like i'll play it and she'll sit beside me and like ridicule me and you know make, like pressure me into making bad decisions and stuff like that and uh so then the pandemic happened, so I kind of went ahead with doing it on my own while she was in the chat or whatever. So um, basically, it's it's a game that has quickly become one of my favorites. Like it's it's shot up to the top of my uh, of my list almost, like in that top ten, top twenty region. So it's mm-hmm. been kind of neat to play it, having just experienced it for the first time, to play this new updated version um, because it. I didn't realize how much the game worked against you. Like I'm, I'm talking about the first game here specifically. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize how much the first Mass Effect worked against you because they tried to take that, um, like Knights of the Old Republic, the Star Wars game, if you haven't played it, is a, like for anyone listening who hasn't played it, is a very faithful adaptation of like a pen and paper tabletop RPG, right? Like you have mm-hmm. your stats. It's like a D&D game, but it's skinned to be Star Wars it's to the point where you're like, you stop and like, like like you spot an enemy and the game freezes and you have a second to kind of take it and assess everything and then you go and you take your turns hacking at them and you have your you know skills and all that stuff they tried to take that and apply it to like a first person shooter and like a space military exploration game um and in doing so you know your stats make you really bad at basic fps stuff like you know you would shoot your gun in the direction of a guy's head right and your bullet would go you know who knows where <laughs> like somewhere in the vague yeah. vicinity of your reticle right over them yeah and you know it was fine when i played it last year it was like okay well this is i thought i was shooting better than this or like i just kind of had this vague sense that okay this is just not working the way i wanted to but it wasn't like breaking the game for me or anything like that but now that they fixed it it's like wow that system was really worked against you um and it's well, like, a much like, better game for how, having those like having guns work like guns oh i was gonna say like did they did they just make it more like shooty basically yeah so they've um 
yeah, it, it, it functions like the like the like the like the other two games do now, essentially, um, while kind of maintaining that you know classic feel. Mm -hmm. um, because they 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 had, they had the opportunity to update the engine, and they stuck with the old one, which I think is Unreal Three at the top of my head. And uh, you know, if they, if they had changed it, it would be like a totally different game. First of all, to make like they had to rebuild everything from scratch, essentially, um, and it wouldn't feel the same. Whereas you know now it feels like it, but it's also taken a lot of the jank off, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, that being said, it kind of does expose the age of the game a little bit. Like having just finished Mass Effect Andromeda last week, like I finally finished that one last week as I was starting Legendary Edition. You have a lot of banter when you're on missions and stuff. Like, you know, your teammates are talking to each other, whereas you don't get that in the first Mass Effect. You know, you, yeah, you, know. you talk in elevators, but like, you know, when you're cruising around all these barren planets looking for, you know, outposts and stuff, it's pretty it's just, silent. It's silent, yeah. There's not even a lot of score or anything either. It's just, you know, the roaring the engine. Void of the void space, man. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Authentic to a point, but kind of stale, having just played a game where everyone's kind of chatting at you all the time. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like part of me would be upset by, like, that like that change. Like, I know, I know I'd know, probably be wrong, um, but it's like, it really is that thing where, like, you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head, like, like, like thanks to the old Republic and even like the original Mass Effect, like they're kind of like a game out of time. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's like, and and that's kind of the thing. Like like, and I know, and I and I kind of remember too that a lot of people, I feel like, uh, you know, there was a, there was a bit of criticism towards Mass Effect Two when it first came up because they kind of like tightened up the gameplay and made it more like a shooter, and people were kind of like, well, like you know, like the first one felt like like you were playing like an RPG, right? Like yeah, like guns were involved. Like it was, you know, it kind of had like you know, it, it had shooter elements, but like at the end of the day, you were playing an RPG, right? And it's like it's like your stats, you know, messing up your ability to hit your targets. Like that's that's kind of how it would work, right? Like, um, so like it just it, just, it feels like yeah, like you you're, you're not going to get that kind of like authentic experience that you would only really truly get with like one of those older games because even like newer like Obsidian games, like you look at um like the Outer Worlds, like as as good of a game as that is like it really does still kind of feel like a like a like you know certain quality of life elements that make it more of a shooter like are are being taken into account whereas like you know more like classic rpgs like yeah you go back and play like fallout 76 or it's not fallout 76 oh my god um fallout new vegas <laughs> you know what i mean like as janky as that game is like it just it kind of feels just more authentically rpg that way i don't know it's me yeah, I mean it's 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 a weird thing because like you know, I I love I love tabletop RPGs. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons with you know, with my friends, but you know to put it into a into a military game, you know Mass Effect is a it's a shooter, but it, it, you know to have your stats mess up that badly. If I was playing that as a tabletop game only, and I was like you know I don't know, it, it feels like it doesn't do justice to either either version of the game to to do it that way the way the way they originally did it. Mm -hmm. Looking back on it now, like you know. You're a commander in the human space military, and you can't hit the broad side of a barn when you're ten feet away. Like, <laughs> that doesn't check out, you know. You gotta pick your you gotta pick your stats up, man. Yeah, you know well, like, he's been it, he's been out of training for a while. The space guns are unpredictable. There's some other things they fixed too, like sniper rifles. Um, you know, it, it you really couldn't use guns you weren't trained in before. Like, like you pick your class at the start of the game. 
um, and that kind of assigns you a couple different weapons you can use and or biotic powers, like your mm -hmm. psychic kind of abilities. Uh, you really couldn't use guns that you weren't quote-unquote trained in uh, before with any use. Like, Again, like, more authentically RPG. Which was fine. I, I, go I, on. I, I didn't have a problem <laughs> with that per se, but they changed that, which is nice. Uh, Again, coming off of Andromeda, where you could do anything you wanted if you had if you, if you put skill points into it. Look, if um, I wanted to play Halo, I'd go pick up Halo, okay? Jesus, <laughs> stupid Mass Effects is turning into every other pandering video game. No, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> what I was getting at, what I was, was about to get to, was that um, sniper rifles, even if you were trained in them, were really bad until you sunk, like, 10 skill points into them, at least. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's changed. Like, you know, I... My first playthrough, I didn't have sniper rifles as a train thing, so I never used them. I started a game in a class where I where you could use them, and the sights are just going everywhere. It's like my like it's 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 kind of like you're like your sniper rifle sitting on top of, of the washing machine as it's running. Like they're just it's all over the place. But they <laughs> they fixed that. So like now I'm playing through. I'm cycling through all the weapons all the time. Um, it's much more it's much more fluid that way, and I really like you know that change specifically. But Chris, um, how does the game look? Looks really good, actually. Um, it does. It, uh, yeah, it, no. cleaned, it cleaned up well. I mean, it, again, it, that's where the game kind of shows its age, too, right? Because, you know, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of prefab environments. You know, but like, but like when you're going around doing the side quests, the, the, the main missions are fine. Like, they're all really unique environments. But the side yeah. quests use a lot of the same kind of prefab-based layouts. Um. So, you, you know, after doing a few of those, it's like, okay, well, they were just copying and pasting a little bit and moving elements around. That's fine. That's how game development was back then. Now it's kind of... Like, that's how game development boring. still is. Still is, but, <laughs> you know, it was worse. A, <laughs> there was a different kind of sheen on it, let's say. Fucking um, No Man's Sky? <laughs> Literally <laughs> a quadrillion planets, and they all have the same stupid outpost on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a brand new game almost in a way, like if, or it feels at least like a brand new game, you know, and this is someone who's just played this for the first time recently too. I mean, the, the other game I reviewed recently <laughs> was Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. I talked a little bit about it before, so I won't, yeah. it won't go all the way into it, but what kind of bugged me with that is that it wasn't like a full remaster, like they left in the badly compressed audio from the PS2 version. Like they no. just left it. <laughs> why i don't i don't like yeah they, well they, it's more they, authentic that way exactly yeah they, they put a lot of like work into this beautiful voice cast which is great they have a lot of talented actors working on that but then you go from a cutscene and it cuts goes it goes into a battle and it's i mean the battle music is really good it's really catchy but there's this screaming in some tracks it's almost like a screamo type thing um which is kind of garbled and hard to understand as it is and then you run that through ps2 compression <laughs> And you put it through your PS4, it's just it's no, not pleasant. No, like it's a, it's a half-assed like, remaster. I can't say that the Mass Effect is the opposite. I think it's it's the like Tale when of you two watch, remasters. It's like when you watch an old movie and it's like you know it sounds like it's coming through like a gramophone. It's just part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, you just don't get it. I just don't get video. You just games. don't get the indie games that <laughs> those old school RPGs. Indie games, yeah. Those cult <laughs> classics. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I just don't understand video games. No, but... Well, uh, have you, so, have you only played the first Mass Effect through the Legend Edition? Or did you kind of, like, slowly, like, move through, like, all three? I mean, Mass Effect 1 is, though, it's such a big rebuild. I've been spending more time on that. I haven't really played around with the other ones too much yeah. yet at this point. But, um, yeah, uh... 
like Mass Effect One is very much. I'm sorry, I'm just watching this huge ass bug fly around my basement. I'm wondering how the hell it's in my house. The um, <laughs> uprising uh, begins. Yeah, it's, this is where it begins. But yeah, uh, it's almost like a whole like a whole rebuild. Whereas I'm not concerned so much about two and three. You know, like they're pretty solid bases to begin with. And you know that being said, too, like the story itself is still the same and it's still excellent. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm very curious to see how it handles carrying over the characters now like i i've almost finished mass effect one like i'm in i've been striking distance of the end of it and uh i'm curious to see how it's going to like take this character from the rebuilded uh from, from, from the rebuilt character builder in mass effect one and how it's going to translate into two because that was a huge jump in the first game yeah um, you know stylistically the the, the 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 engine changes and you know just the way they the characters looked mass effect one's character builder was not pleasant no, and, and 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 I feel like Mass Effect One, realistically too. I mean, I feel like across all the Mass Effects, I really I feel like it kind of discourages you from like really like using the character builder to like a certain extent because the kind of the way that they portray Shepard in like even like like on the box and even in like like a lot of the like the like trailer like videos and stuff too. Like it's just like he you know he it's almost like he's meant to look like the like you know the the first like template that they give you. To an extent, but you know, having played through it now as as a custom character, I cannot look at his face anymore. Like after I finished Mass Effect Two, I wanted to see how certain changes or how certain scenes would have played out differently had I played yeah. different things. And so I was watching some YouTube videos of people using just like the generic face. I couldn't look at him, man. That's not my shepherd. But <laughs> <laughs> that is the shepherd, though. It's, it's not my. It's not my. It's not Hashtag my not my shepherd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't recognize. I don't recognize that shepherd. Well, but like I mean, like so, like but like so they did they did they didn't change the story at all per se. But like, did they not like like tweak up a little bit of it? Because I remember like I th- I think we might have talked about this before when we when we brought up Mass Effect. Um, but like one of the like one of the things that sort of like um put me at odds with Mass Effect the first time I ever played it was that like there's no like once you become um. Like uh, what was it? The a, a guard, not a guardian. Um, specter. A specter. Um, and you're given that cho- like those like three separate choices where it's like, oh, you can go to this planet. They need your help. Oh, or you can go to this planet. There's like a like a mining operation gone wrong. Or you know, we we've got reports that like Lady Benezia is over at this planet. You can go after her. Um, so I like I made the, the decision to go after Benezia like right away, and I oh, was like geez. completely out like under leveled for her, but like. I had gone so far, like, I couldn't recover my, like, save. You know what I mean? So I had to basically had to start the game all over again. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, is... like, is it, like, so I was, like, par- part of me was, like, thinking, like, you know, is it, like, would there be, like, a better way to, like, you know, kind of, like, direct you in, in that sense and be, like, maybe, you know, maybe you should go after this one first, right? Like, or, like, it, like kind of, like, gave you, like, little hints about like the difficulty of the of the quest you're about to go on it no they have they didn't change anything with that um however they did specifically tweet the uh the Benazia fight um they changed the environment and uh you know i i didn't find her to be difficult at all actually in this fight um and i was like i playing through a normal i i didn't find it really to be a challenge but uh again i i know better than to go straight there yeah exactly um, right like, i didn't know better at the time right so i was just like oh we're gonna catch her ass and then like and then yeah like she was like i was way under leveled for her and i just i just kept getting my ass kicked repeatedly and i was like 
like i'm stuck here now like i'm the, the game soft locked me like now there, there is some scaling to that effect um you know like like as you go on and you level up you know you start getting the better gear and stuff like that yeah i'm, I'm I, I would be kind of curious actually i this is something i haven't heard it, um if it, if it tailors that like bosses to your level like that um because yeah they, there is they they do prepare for you to do things there's no right order to do things in it canonically however like you know the first mission i go on to is to recover the, the, your last team member liara and mm. there is a cutscene out there like I've, I've seen it on youtube they've prepared for you to go to her last so there's ramifications to that like you know you've already taken care of like you've already dealt with her mother benezia you've already you know done this or that without her and she's been trapped for a longer time so she's kind of got like a loose grip on reality when you when you find her it's you know they, oh, they really sure. thought through, yeah it's awesome actually they, they they thought through a lot of stuff like that and uh so you know there's not really a right way to do that although Benetia is not advisable or the other planet Vermeer is not good to go to right away <laughs> is that the one is that the lava planet uh Vermeer is uh no it's that's the one where there's a there's a there's a team of Solarians the uh I don't know, kind of slug looking guys there's a team oh. of them and some big some big party decisions come up on that one. Oh, okay, because that was okay. Because I remember when I when I when I went back and actually like replayed it like again, and I was kind of like more committed to it. That was the one I went to first, and I felt oh, like right. I had a I had a pretty. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a terrible time, but like it was a challenge. But like, yeah, that, that was where I went to first. Then I went to that like lava planet, and then I went after Benezia. Like, yeah, it was see, a lot there's, easier. <laughs> there's um, yeah. I mean, like, there's some big. I, I'm trying to avoid spoilers here because there's some big story moments they have on that planet. Oh, but, I, um, I spoiled all the Castlevania for people. Spoil ahead. I don't care. Oh, I'm not. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to spoil this. You see, <laughs> well, there's there's a big character based decision where you can lose. Like you can lose squad mates at that point in the game if you haven't got you know the right conversational skills, or you haven't um, built up your Paragon Renegade your your Lyman. Oh, skills. really? I don't remember um, losing anyone during that moment. So maybe I did did it just right enough. Yeah, I mean the best way to do it is to go get Liara. Uh, like. This is my opinion, but I think it's also arguable uh, objectively <laughs> that uh, the best I mean, way to do it is objectively is, is, the correct opinion. So shut up. <laughs> objectively, I am correct. I think I know a thing or two. I've only played Mass Effect for the past year now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, going to get Liara, going to the planet Pharos, going to uh, Novaria, and then Vermeer, and then there's another planet that pops up after that. Um, that's probably the best way to do it because you're the most prepared for those choices by that point. Like you know you. You're leveled up and stuff like that. So, one other thing too that's kind of cool with how they worked it in. Um, there's a DLC mission uh, called "Bring Down the Sky," um, and they don't really they they didn't work it into the story directly. Like, there's no big story prompt. Or there's no big mission prompt saying like, "Oh, hey, you can go to this asteroid now and do this mission." Mm -hmm. Which at first I thought was kind of weird, but then I went to do the mission finally, and once you're there, it's like, "Oh, there's four hours until this asteroid collides with this planet." So if they had worked it into the story, it would have been kind of like, you know, you kind of have to go there right away and do it as a mandatory story thing, or you're letting this planet get wiped out, you know? Yeah. So they, they at first I thought that was a weird decision until I remembered, oh yeah, there's a very strict time limit on this thing. So it makes a lot of sense why they wouldn't do that. I, I, I have heard that the DLC in other games, in two and three, is much, much better worked into the story. Like they, they the, the prompts come up a little more organically there yeah because wasn't that a was not that a problem with like two i think it is where this like this like i, I, I can't i think it was like one of those things that those game the like games were doing that was kind of like like 
basically telling you to purchase the the thing like oh hey i have a thing for you but you're gonna have to go buy it kind of thing like they they probably would have had well i i, I guess they could have worked that in i went into the dlc with or sorry i i went into two with the dlc purchased already like yeah i i had a bot well ahead of time so i didn't have i didn't see the version without it where it's like oh hey, I, I, could be, I could be i could be 100 wrong but i vaguely remember that like, i think it was like mass effect 2 got got clocked for it and there was like another game that uh i think maybe it was maybe it was fable no it was i can't remember what game it was but that it, it, it just something along that line where it was just like oh there's an urgent quest for you um but apparently, you know, you're gonna have to go to a special marketplace in order to in order to to, to get it, and it like prompts you to go to like the eShop. <laughs> I see other games do that. I can't think of one right now. I said, I, oh, I, you I unfortunately you can't do this unless you you know you have to get it a special way. And yeah, it's just like, like go to the store. River. Yeah. That being said, I mean Mass Effect's DLC is a, like it's some of the best DLC I've ever played. Like I have zero regrets about buying on the PS3, and yeah. it's some of the best. Like the Citadel Citadel DLC for Mass Effect Three is like the perfect cap to the, the trilogy um the best thing you can possibly do before you finish the series is like do that dlc because it brings a lot of the closure that people said the original didn't or the that best Effect three didn't have originally yeah yeah i heard a lot of good things about it yeah it's, it's some of the like it's been by that point to you like you know you've spent a lot of time like 60 hours probably in this universe and with these characters and things like that and there's so much emotional payoff there's a lot of like humor and like in jokes and things like that it's great it didn't didn't they initially make it free when they first put it out i thought that was a thing too because it was sort of like that you know they it was like because so many fans felt like the original ending wasn't um wasn't worth it they kind of like i don't i don't know actually well because again i didn't play it in its own time so i don't know but i like I, I know that the expanded ending dlc like they fixed the ending not fix the ending, but you know they expanded the ending a little bit. That was a free DLC. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Whether or not they had um, Citadel specifically as like a, a limited time thing, uh, I don't know. But there's two other DLC chapters in that game too that are just like I, when I was playing, I, I said to my friend, like, "Why is this DLC? Why is this not core? Like this stuff changes the entire scope of the series. Like at least these two chapters, like." But uh, you know that that has something to do with EA pushing the game out and all that. So you know, unfortunately, that was a thing back then. But now it's all organically in one big edition. So yeah, highly recommended. Well, that's super cool. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was paid DLC. It did, it, it, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, like you said, maybe they had it for a brief promotion or something or free. But uh, yeah definitely was no i don't think i don't think so i think i think what i think what i was thinking of was was that like yeah like the expanded ending dlc that they like that they put out for free but i think this this was specifically yeah like like proper paid dlc um and and maybe maybe what i'm thinking of is i kind of remember hearing that like people were a little were like a little cheesed off about it because like like you said it felt like it did feel like the true ending but they sort of like sequestered it to like paid dlc that's my understanding is that it's all on ea's shoulders with that not yeah, the studio, but uh, you know that's not. Well, that's a lot of times, a lot of times those. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of those times, the, the, the again too, like those those decisions do sort of fall on the publisher and not really the, like the developers. Like, you know, the developers want to make a a solid game, and a lot of times, you know, based on you know a lot of the stories that that have come out in the industry, you know, it's like sort of like last minute decisions. The publisher publisher shows up and says, "Okay, you you gotta put the game, put this in the game, put this in like you know." make it this way sort of thing 
and pure conjecture here, but looking at you know Bioware's history since Mass Effect Three, I think there is uh, a lot of pressure on them from EA to get things out before they would like to. Look well, yeah. The from what I understand of the initial launch of Andromeda and uh, Anthem. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Andromeda was a mess. <laughs> that being said, it cleaned up very well because I. No, that's no, like it. you. Yeah, every everything I've heard from you about it is that like no, it's like a proper functional video game now. It's like. Well, it's, it's it functional, wasn't. <laughs> it's functional, certainly. And there are, there are glitches. Every game that size has glitches. But, um, you know, maybe it's just because now looking back, you know, this is a four-year-old game almost now. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm tired of the Ubisoft formula of open world games. And, you know, people are now starting to rip off Breath of the Wild left, right, and center. Looking, at You know, okay. And it's funny that you mentioned Breath of the Wild because I was literally just thinking about that because it's just like, does, does every game that size have glitches? Because I genuinely can't remember a glitch from Breath of the Wild where I was like, I was genuinely like, what the hell was that? I'm sure like, there's something. I haven't, I mean, like, aside from, I guess you could call them glitches, but I mean, they're really more like exploits. You know, when people like, you know, mess with like the Magnesis thing and they like just like launch themselves across the world <laughs> i don't know if that's a glitch per se i would say that's probably an exploit but it's never like i never i was there was there isn't a single moment i can remember from from breath of the wild where i like fell through the floor or like you know saw like enemies like clipping in and out of textures or like blinking out of existence or yeah. t-posing at any point like there, there was there, not there, one moment that that happened there, were, there was one glitch I had in Andromeda where it's like, okay, you can go to this major planet now, Kadara, or there's also this asteroid you can go to. And so I was like, well, I'll, I'll check that asteroid out first. And then when I did go to Kadara afterwards, it the game treated me as though I'd already been there before. So I missed some introductory cutscenes with like these two faction leaders, essentially. Um, and they, they kind of talked to me like we had already met when we hadn't. But that's the you know, like that kind of thing I, that didn't happen in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that never stuff. happened yeah. once in Breath of the Wild. So there you go. That's, to that's my knowledge, <laughs> open world, fairly large video game that was made without glitches. It's almost like competent people made it like, in a the, reasonable time frame. Nintendo is a different. Uh, they're an outlier for sure in that regard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But uh, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it, like I was saying, maybe maybe I'm just tired of the Breath of the Wild clones that are coming out and the Ubisoft clones and all that but like this felt like a really refreshing way to do an open world game so well you I, know i, I was actually it. it's it's and funny enough i was actually thinking about the fact that i'm actually kind of happy that more like people are emulating breath of the wild because i have a i have a preview event that i'm gonna go to on on wednesday for this game called singularity six and it's it's being described by the uh i guess by the pr people as animal crossing meets breath of the wild that is a wild intersect. I know. So I was just like, Brendan sent it. He's like, he, he messaged me. He's like, yeah, I, he's like, I have a preview, a preview op for uh, something I think you might like. And I read it. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, Animal Crossing means Breath of the Wild. Brendan, you do know me. <laughs> it's, a, it's like they called you up and said, hey, new, do you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the man after my own heart. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> I was I was thinking it was a little 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 like you know off off hand tangent, but like it it really is it's it's interesting because you know what it's it's the kind of thing I was thinking about how like it's that that like Breath of the Wild's like like you know commitment to like openness and like exploration. It's like 
it just it makes for these better versions of games like you know you, you get a game like skyrim where it's like you know they put a big fuck off mountain in front of you and it's just like oh great i gotta find some giant three hour way around this mountain or just you know glitch jump up the side like an <laughs> idiot and save time it's just like why didn't they just make it like breath of the wall where you just literally say hey there's a mountain there go climb it like just makes for a more fun video game but Skyrim gave me my favorite new verb, Skyriming. When you have, when you when you try to find a way up a mountain like that. There's also the uh, the sex act Skyriming, but we oh, won't talk Jesus about that. Christ. <laughs> you to lower the bar in the last stretch. And with that, <laughs> oh God, thank you for listening. <laughs> As everyone just turned off the podcast. Thank you for listening this far. Your reward is that. <laughs> <laughs> well oh god well i'm glad you're enjoying uh mass effect <laughs> and here here i was as that word was coming out of my mouth thinking like oh this is fine he won't misinterpret yeah. that he won't take this in the wrong direction nope <laughs> nope forgot where always I was. assume that i will go in that direction <laughs> you know shame on me shame on me that's it yeah i know you, you, you know me well enough now but i should i, should. I, I missed one week and i'm spotty I, yeah i see judged this is this is what I mean. If I if I was here by myself, I wouldn't have had anyone to stop you from making that joke. <laughs> and if you had five G hooked up, you wouldn't have made it probably. So well, I mean, I still would have. It just would have been faster. Get on the same. <laughs> Get on the network. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, in all in all in all seriousness, um, we we have reached the end of this podcast. So thank you for listening. As always, we uh, we do appreciate it. Um. If you want to check out any of the things that we talked about today, if you want to read about them, you can find them at cgmagonline.com. If you want to find us on the social medias, you can check us out at cgmagonline. That's across Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, If you want to find me on Twitter, you can check me out at ninjajordan underscore. Uh, And if you want to check me out on YouTube, you can find me at ninjajordanreviews. Chris, where are you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hoogathy, that's H-O-O-G-A-T-H-Y, or on Twitch at Guild 2 Taps. And coincidentally speaking, a Mass Effect Andromeda will be doing a uh, kind of debriefing conversation about that game and its design and whatnot uh, on Monday next week as we move nice. on to playing Dragon Age. So, Also, if people have a question for us, where can they send that, Jordan? Uh, they can send it to Jordan Biordi, that's J-O-R-D-A-N-B-I-O-R-D-I at cgmagonline.com. Uh, feel free, send us any question you want. You want to talk about video games, you want to talk about uh, life, we'll answer your questions. Just just mail them in. Please do. And uh, and as always, you know, stay, stay inside, stay safe, uh, get your vaccine when you can. We are... I mean, we're certainly coming around the coming around the corner on this. Just a little, you know. We just got to stay diligent. Um, keep wearing your masks when you're indoors or around unvaccinated people. It's very important. Uh, and you know, keep listening to great podcasts by great people. <laughs>